Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this extra special bonus episode of Musicals with Cheese. I'm joined, as usually, by my co-host, Andrew DeWolf. Hi, Andrew. Hello. I hear we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Yes, yes. It's been a while since we've had, like, movie musical mania, um, since the Dear Evan Hansen year, and probably before that, the Cats year. Weren't those the same year? No, those are very different. One was pre-pandemic, one was after pandemic. My God, everything's a blur. Yeah, yeah. This entire show blurs life together um, a bit, but now we're about to have probably one of the strangest musical events in history, I'd say. Oh, For the first time ever, one of the most popular musicals on Broadway is not only getting made into a movie, but being made into two movies that'll be releasing a year apart. The Lion King and the Lion King remake? No, 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 you moron. It is the Uh. Wicked film adaptation directed (laughs) by John M. Chu. Part part one won't be releasing until November 2024, but there's been some casting, there's been some nonsense going around. Um, I think you and I talked when they first announced that this was being broken up into two parts, and we, you and I both basically agree that it's probably not the best idea. I... Yeah, I don't really see why you would want to split them into two parts. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem like a it doesn't seem like a movie a musical that would work in that way. No, it's I mean it is like it's not like Into the Woods. Into the Woods actually makes sense to my brain, or Falsettos even something if it's structured more like that. But a lot of other people are like, hey, Act Two of Wicked's kind of a mess, which I don't disagree with. Maybe expanding upon that will make everything a little bit more emotionally potent, give a little few more songs and all that jazz okay but mm, are they gonna have to expand act one as well to make it work um i mean an hour and 45 minutes would be a perfect length for like this kind of movie if they're make trying to make it like two hours 15 that might be an issue yeah but if we keep it as like a tight hour 45 hour 50 i'd be pretty happy but it is kind of an anti-climax because it and they basically have outright stated they're ending on defying gravity with her like deciding to become the wicked witch it will get a one of those moments where everyone stands up in the theater and claps yeah, uh, the will there be screen? a post? Will there be a post-credit scene for for That's a, a good story question. that we all know? That's a good question. Post-credit scenes. They're not they're not always used, but they are a lot more popular than they have been. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of always been like, do you remember the Masters of the Universe movie where it had a post-credit scene with uh, Skeletor coming back? Um, I don't think I ever watched that, but I'm glad you know about it. Yeah, that's that's one. And then of course the the original Super Mario Brothers had the scene where it's like, you're not going to believe what's happening, Mario. <laughs> oh, I believe. 
I I haven't seen this movie yet. Okay, you just spoiled the whole movie. Uh, the super, not the new Super Mario Brothers movie, the 1993 one. Oh, that had a post credit. Okay, well I guess people just like post credit scenes then. It's always been a thing. Like even in Back to the Future Part Two, like they had a preview for Back to the Future Part Three. My opinion on post credit scenes is that I hate them and I just leave the theater. I don't give a shit. No one cares about our bladders anymore. <laughs> no, no one has given a shit about it. We, it's been the most consistent complaint for us since day one you know what's crazy about every post credit scene existence uh if you go on youtube you can look them up and watch them without having to sit through the credits yeah uh, or being judged for like leaving early like there is a weird judgment because sometimes i'll be like well i'm gonna piss and then come back and then i get looks i get looks so All put right. the bets on it post credit scene or no post credit scene for this one uh no post credit scene i'm gonna say post credit scene i think they do it the post credit scene is the the second movie <laughs> oh, oh no, you're right. Um, but there have been photos and videos leaked from the set. But first, I do want to talk about the cast that has been announced since we last chatted about it. When we first talked, uh, Cynthia Revo and Ariana Grande were confirmed to be playing Alphaba uh, and Galinda, respectively. Yes. And I forgot what your thought. You, you were kind of like, I don't know who these people are. I'm sure they'll be fine. I think I still think that. I think yes. I... I know who Ariana Grande is a little bit. She's like a pop star. Yeah, she's a pop star who got her start in Nickelodeon TV shows like Victorious and Sam and Cat. And yes. she got her start start in the Jason Robert Brown musical 13. So she has Broadway pedigree. So it's not like she's not she's not just, you know, a face and a name. But also her character is the one that sings popular, right? Yes. And Ariana Grande famously did a cover of popular as a pop song. I wonder if they'll just do the cover version i don't know um so john m Chu, he did in the heights which is a movie that you liked in fact i'm pretty sure you stated that you liked it better than the original show i i did and i think i still agree with that um how do you think he'll do because that was a very intimate kind of story and this is a much more grandiose expensive one okay I, I still think the splitting it into two movies thing is a horrific idea, and I have no idea why they're doing it. Money, Andrew. But that said, I, I think there will probably be a lot of good parts in this, uh, and there will likely be a fantastic fan edit where they edit it down to one movie. You know, just like the, the Hobbit movies? Yes, exactly like the Hobbit movies. I, I mean, fair, fair. But I do want to talk about some of the cast. Um, I mean, I actually had much more hope for this movie a few weeks ago, but now they announced that his follow-up to these two Wicked movies is an adaptation of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is like, I question the judgment of that. What? That's such a good adaptation to make, though. That, is it, that's... Though? I feel like it's we so said funny. all we need to say with the first one. Maybe that's just me. I guess, who do they get to play Joseph at this point? You like... just still use Donny Osmond. He's aged <laughs> like maybe three minutes. <laughs> you literally just still use Donny Osmond. Like, who would replace him, though? Andrew Rannells, maybe. <laughs> that that's like would be like the obvious answer. Or if you want to do something a little less traditional, maybe. Hmm, I don't know. I think a less traditional choice might be the answer. But I just think that's not a show that adapts well. I think it would adapt fantastically to a uh, 45 minutes short. <laughs> if you go beyond that, like key, a two hour mega musical. No, for Amazon studios, definitely not. Yikes. Uh, and that's your follow up to wicked. One of the biggest properties of all time. Are you shitting me? Well, wicked hasn't come out yet. No, so... it hasn't. You, you are correct, but I'm starting to get a little bit of the heebie jeebies a bit. 
I am starting. I was fairly confident, and then I'm like, oh, oof, why though? There does seem to be bad news after bad news with this. Yes, um, but let's keep going and talk about who is in this movie outside of Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo. Um, they had such a good lineup of individuals to play these two roles. Um, so they basically held auditions on PBS. Did, I, did we ever talk about that? I don't think we did. I believe it was Halloween of 2019. Um, they had a concert with just different famous actors and actresses performing songs from Wicked, including Cynthia Erivo, Ariana DeBose, who won the Oscar for playing Anita, um, Stephanie Hsu, who would be nominated for an Oscar for um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, all these big names, and honestly, um, um, Amber Riley from Glee, so many people that I would have been like, any of them, I'd be happy with. I don't know how I feel about Cynthia Riva in this role, to be honest. Really? Out of all the people, only because I knew who else was in the running. Not because of anything they did, but because of how many other choices of individuals I saw. But, well, hasn't this been announced for a while? Like, what was your opinion before? It's always been my opinion. Oh, okay. So you just you're just not sure on it i'm not sure about it um and also let's remind ourselves the i the production company making this universal you know the same production company that brought us cats 2019 and dear evan hansen their track record with musicals as of late has not been good uh, i think not been good is a bit of an understatement both of those were fucking horrendous yes but i was trying to be i was trying to be you know <laughs> a little a little bit more did they kind. have they made anything else that maybe was good I, they made the new super mario brothers movie like and apparently that's making good money that's not a musical it's not a musical i mean musical wise um um oh boy uh the blues brothers in the 80s yeah that's good i guess that that's um 40 years ago but you know um, sure um yeah did they make did they make that stars born movie in they the 2000s not. that was that was warner brothers well well there, there goes that <laughs> they made the lorax um oh that's a good one i mean how bad that... can they be yeah um there's not much not gonna lie um they did produce the back to the future musical the stage version because they own it are you trying to say that that's a positive thing i'm saying that that is a thing okay you know i i i wish i had answers but honestly their track record with musicals aren't great and all the ones that have made money be it in the heights which didn't make a ton of money but um or star is born or the greatest showman have all been other companies wait maybe maybe greatest showman wait hold on greatest no that showman? was is that them? No, no, that was 20th Century Fox. <sighs> All these yeah. other studios are making better musicals than uh, this studio. Yeah, uh, they made Cyrano, I guess. That was fine. Cyrano is all right. Yeah. When was that? That was in 2020. Okay. That didn't get very much hype, though, so they probably learned a bad lesson from that. Um, would you count Puss in Boots' The Last Wish as a musical? No. I'm the greatest living hero. So, have they announced any more cast members since we last talked about yes, it? Yes, yes, they did. Back to that. Um, Jonathan Bailey has been cast as the male lead Fierro. Um, now, we did talk about him 
Kind of. He is both a West End actor as well as a film and TV actor. So he is, um, but we know him best as the the, the main guy in Bridgerton season two. Okay. It's like so his big claim to fame right now at the moment. So he has the vocal pedigree. He's a heartthrob and he's also on the uprising. He's on the ascension, not the descension. Okay. Well, that, that'll hype, bring in some hype, I think. Yeah. I don't know if I'm excited about that because I don't know anything about this person, but. He looks the role. Like, sincerely, he's, like, the one of the big choices where I'm like, okay, that works. He's also been, like, Productions of Les Mis, the last five years company. Like, okay. he, he's he's got the actual strength. And he kind of looks like Ray Bolger, the original um, Scarecrow. Then we have Jeff Goldblum as the Wizard of Oz, who, which means he'll sing your favorite song in the entire show, Wonderful. Okay, I'm happy about that. Um, and you love that song so much. As well... We have Ethan Slater, SpongeBob from the SpongeBob musicals, playing Bach. You know, like the other guy, the incel boy. Oh, well, geez, I'm, I'm trying to remember if that would even work for that actor. I, d- I think that's, like, perfect for that actor, honestly. Like, You think so? Yeah, he's like the wimpy kind of nebbish one. The one that wants yeah. uh, Galinda but doesn't get her. He's the one that turns into the the lion or the, the Tin Man. Tin Man. Tin Man. Because she wants to rip his heart out or something. That's the, that's the joke. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> we also have Michelle Yeoh, recent Oscar winner, playing Madame Morrible, the the main villain, the main antagonist. Uh, who was it? Uh, Michelle Yeoh, the star of Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Crazy oh shit! Oh, that's excellent. That, that's a pretty good get, right? Yeah, that is a good get. She's very talented. She would play that role well, and you know, and they work well together because they've been together for Crazy Rich Asians. The director can and she her. sing? No, but she does. It's not really a singing role. Does the villain not have a song in this? No, I they don't do not. Oh wow, that's lame. <laughs> I also want to say, uh, John Amchu did bring his DP from um, In the Heights, as well as Lin Manuel Miranda's DP from uh, Tick Tick Boom, Alice Brooks, who I think will probably be like one of the most important figures in this entire process i'm so mixed on this there's like a very solid mix of good and bad omens yes. with this one but i think now that they realize that they're starting filming publicly they have to release some stuff so a couple of weeks ago uh john m chu posted two images of our two leads and people did not love them so i'm gonna show them to you real quick oh no so here's the first one it's a bit far away isn't it <laughs> It's a bit far away. They hide their face, but most people are like, it's Oz. Why does it look so dark and depressing? Where's the color? Where's okay, the but color? To counteract that, though, it's Oz. It yeah. should look pretty dark and depressing. I'm saying there should be a good mix of both. And I feel like if we're just seeing the climax of the movie, this is fine. Like, which would be the fine gravity? And this seems to be what we're seeing. I think that this actually looks fine. Yeah, I think that looks pretty good. Now, we also got this one of Glinda. Star- so far away, huh? I know. They just... I, I actually kind of like this shot. I like it because of how bright her dress is in the darkness. Yeah, I think that's the, what I was... The pops really are effective. Yeah, like the dark, but her being so colorful, Like I think that actually really works. Yeah, um, I... I think so too. Like this shot, I was much more impressed with than the than the Elfie shot. Honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with that with both of these. I, I don't know. So did that raise your optimism or lower it? I gotta say, I think it's still in the exact same spot. But both of these shots look cool. So if like all of the cinematography looks cool like this, that that would be cool. Well, the sets not... as well. Like the, I think the I think the set here with the stairs looks really cool. Um, yeah. 
So, do you remember Wicked, how it opens, the opening song? Uh, I, not really, no. Where they're just cheering about the Wicked Witch being dead, Elphaba comes, or Glinda comes down and is like, oh yeah, it sucks that she died, right? Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. It's like, um, a, it's like a flash forward kind of thing. Yes, and I think that that is like one of the most cinematic openings to, like it's the Bells of Notre Dame, it's a very visual opening scene, it is cinema more than theater. So I'm very glad they're keeping it because someone got drone footage. Like, so much footage just came out from that scene that they're filming. Um, it both shows their set design, Ariana Grande in character, as well as just some, and, uh, some weird choreography. So I'm going to show that to you real quick. Oh, excellent. All right. I'm, gonna I'm really this. hoping they're going to reference, like, Wizard of Oz in this because this is, like, that would be cool. Certainly looks like they are. I mean, it should be, though. This scene is uh, literally just referencing the Wizard of Oz directly. Yeah, but then they burn it in the of Wicked Witch. It's, it's wild, but this is some strange choreography. Am I right? Especially for the music that we're hearing. Yeah. I'm wondering what it will look like from where they're filming it, though. Yeah. Maybe it looks odd up here. Maybe, but I think this footage like was out and about for like two days, and now it's like very hard to find. That being said, I really uh, that is one of the more interesting pieces. I think Ariana Grande's voice is very good and suited. She is using that upper register. She's no longer wearing uh, the 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 bronzer that is borderline uh, blackface in her day-to-day -day life. Um, she's just being Italian, which is what she really is. And Yeah, that, w that was a bit weird. She did that for a long time. She did that until like three months ago. <laughs> As Pete Davidson, if I went on to the news and put on some blackface and then claimed that my boyfriend was crazy, yeah, I probably would get more looks than she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I find this film will be an interesting watch, but what are your biggest concerns, like, among what you saw? Because I feel like it might be hedging a little too close to the Judy Garland film. Well, I think that that initial scene should do that. Okay. And I would actually be disappointed if they weren't referencing that film a lot. But I think that they need to contrast it with the rest of the movie. Other questions. Do you think we're going to get ruby slippers in this, or will they stay silver? Because I went in in our original episode how they got away with that legally in the in the actual show. Who owns the original? MGM, which is now owned by Amazon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So, he, I, I, ready for conspiracy theory hat? Yeah. I am willing to bet there was a trade-off that they could use elements from the MGM film to their heart's content that Amazon lent to Universal and John M. Chu. And in reprisal, um, John M. Chu had to direct the Joseph film for Amazon. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. So that th- this is where that has all been building to <laughs> in my brain. This has been circulating there for a while. I think you might actually be right because this is a guy that is directing like genuine good Art. musicals. Like Into the Heights was pretty good. Now he's doing Wicked, which is one of the biggest. And and then they're like, the next one is the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Let me read you the statement John M. Shu wrote about <laughs> directing Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Sure. I had Phantom of the Opera beach towels and full-size porcelain mask. I know every word of The Lion King. My original AOL screen name was Mufasa Man, but I've seen Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on stage more than any other show. It lives mischievously deep in my heart. Sure. Sure. Um, this show was really important to me as a young adult figuring out what to do in life, whether or not to believe it was my heart telling me. And now we get to work with these legends, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, on adapting it into a cinematic musical Technicolor dream. What? I've been a dreamer all my life, sketching storyboards in class, skipping parties to edit or doing wedding gigs so I could buy more camera gear. And now I get to team up with these iconic story- What? Storytellers. What does that have to do with Joseph? Okay, so you want to be a director, right? Yeah, sure. Could you say shit like this with a straight face? I don't think I could. <laughs> like this is this is bullshit. Like <laughs> this reads is bullshit, right? Oh, I've seen Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat more than any other show. Why? Like you would admit that in public <laughs> willingly. You did. <laughs> you say it's one of your favorite shows unironically. I say it's one of my favorite shows unironically, ironically. <laughs> okay he's that's not the end of the statement i'm on like five layers of irony with technical or dream code okay i i know but uh (laughs) angel lloyd weber and tim rice i know i wrote a bunch of words but honestly i have no sufficient words to express my gratitude psa still a little time to wait on this one since i got a couple things to finish up first winky face but for now going to sleep knowing any dream will do and i hope any dreamer out there receives this little piece of encouragement tonight to keep dreaming also, wait till you see what we got cooking in Wicked Land, and more on that soon. Hmm, it's almost like these two announcements are related. You know, um, <laughs> and I, I don't see anyone else connecting these dots. Because I know that the Wizard of Oz copyright is a tricksy thing. Um, look at Oz the Great and Powerful and the very specific ways they had to present things. And looking at the set design we currently see, it seems right from the MGM show. And as we said, the stage show had to do loop-de-loops a bit. Like, you can't have the witch be the certain shade of green as in the MGM film without issues. Um, so I yeah. I think this is a trade-off deal. I think I, think I actually agree i i don't even think it's really that conspiratorial this seems it seems kind of straightforward like it's not something they're going to admit no, i don't never. think publicly but Unless the film is just cats 2019 level bad yeah but i do think that this is pretty straightforward it's like we want the rights and amazon is like well we want a movie so <laughs> we want a prestigious musical <laughs> Yeah. But why pick Joseph? Yeah, why is why Joseph the Joseph? one? Why pick Joseph? I would sooner do a Jesus Christ Superstar adaptation, Sunset Boulevard's on the shelf. There's a lot of things you could have done. Bad Cinderella. Bad Cinderella. School of Rock. The Woman <laughs> in White. 
Oh my goodness. I mean, I think that the Joseph thing could be fun, but I, I do not think there's any chance it will ever be some sort of amazing masterpiece. <laughs> well, like, maybe that's not what they're going for. Maybe they're just going for pure entertainment here. I'm down with that. I mean, if we're going to get a fun Elvis... <laughs> Elvis Pharaoh. My like, fear okay. is that they'll try to take it too seriously, like Prince of Egypt version of Technicolor Dreamcoat. Which yeah, which I will not want. work. Will no, not work. How would that score? Um, way, so... way back many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began. Yeah, no, it's it has to be goofy. It's literally required to be goofy by just the the score alone and people uh, like i'm trying to imagine the day that post on amazon prime and just everyone memeing on it because that's all you can do to joseph you could just turn it into reaction memes that might be what amazon wants though i don't know because amazon likes to posit itself as prestigious now like after the manchester by the sea and all that kind of shit well we'll have to see We'll have to see, but <laughs> how about that? Uh, how about that one other Oz news that we saw that I I saw? Yes, let's talk about that really quick. Um, did you I, watch I don't know the trailer? Much. I didn't. I don't know that much about it. I literally so, just saw the poster. Tell me, just tell me the context, and I'll explain the rest. I saw a post about a, a horror Oz thing, which I, I think Jess and I have done. We we did a Return to Oz, some yes. sort of commentary or something like that. That was um, nice And I think both of us agree that that one is actually very good, and it's really fun because it's like kind of weird and scary. Mm-hmm. Not um, trying to be the MGM film. Yeah. So um, I, I, with the horror version of it, I could see it going either way, where it's like a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Or they actually try and really adapt the source material, but in a scary way. I could no. see that working really well. Like one of those, I could see working really well. The, the, so the version film... where it's Winnie the Pooh and, and scary would not work. But <laughs> so the film is called Gale. Um, stay away from Oz is the full trailer. Um, it's a film by an a, I believe the director is called uh, Daniel Alexander. Um, in which case, Daniel, come on the show. I'd love to talk about this movie with you. <laughs> um, because the Wizard of Oz does have horror elements. Um, but I don't really love what they're going for here. And this may just be a my personal taste thing, and I might be a little too close to the topics to have like big opinions. But the plot, as per Daniel's logline, is... Long gone are the days of emerald cities and yellow brick roads. In this dark reimagining of the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy Gale is now an elderly woman broken by years of paranormal entanglement and with a mystery realm, which is now echoed down to her only living relative, Emily, who is being called to settle unfinished business in this terrifying world of Oz. What are your thoughts on that? I, I still kind of feel like it could work. So I I love the idea of Oz being scary because I, I just really like like supernatural uh horror not like not like ghosts and stuff but like right. we're just shit happens that has no ex- explanation essentially uh and literally getting transported to another world full of just weird shit could definitely be fucking scary <laughs> i agree but not gonna lie this feels more like evil dead than it does supernatural if you're looking i'm showing andrew bits of the trailer right now and it it feels very indie film 
Um, sometimes I mean that as a compliment, and sometimes for some points I don't. Um, like I think it's very creative. I think it's very clever, but it does look l- a little like, look at me, I have a budget. Oh my goodness, they did the the scary face. Yeah, like, I hate if, the scary face. I gotta be honest. I know you're not a big fan of the scary face, but it feels much more like Evil Dead via Wizard of Oz more than even Sam Raimi's. Hmm. I, it, it it could probably still go either way, and it's it's tough to judge on a trailer alone but i agree and i don't mean to judge it could be great i haven't seen it but based on the trailer alone which the trailer doesn't look very good honestly no it does sadly not. but it... the the poster looks phenomenal i love the the, uh, the poster they have uh, it, it does feel like like the exact kind of thing and uh, who am i just like say? the the weird scarecrows in the in the field with the uh like that looks really cool like that I, looks sick it's a beautiful image um, I'd like to see what it's like when they go to Oz because I feel like we're seeing a lot of like pre-Oz yeah the pre-Oz stuff but yeah maybe I'd love to see what Daniel does because I think he he seems very talented and he has a lot of credits under his belt but I'm not gonna lie I think I might I will probably watch that opening when the first chance I get when that comes out before I'd rush out to see the Wicked movie just because I think that has a little <laughs> bit more of a creative take I, 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 I love watching indie films too like modern indies make me so had to be i i definitely think it looks like it has potential but the trailer doesn't look promising the poster looks great the trailer feels a little bit too i don't even know what it is i don't it doesn't look amateurish because that's not the word it just feels a little too claustrophobic and not in a way that feels intentional i'm hoping the trailer is just like cut together from really early scenes in the movie and there's like a lot more that happens but but maybe it's just old people scare me movie the old people scare me movie you know people watched lord of the rings and they saw the bilbo baggins face where he goes (laughs) that he wants his ring back and now all horror is that (laughs) i guess i mean andrew you've seen little because you're working on my film how does it compare to what you've seen from my picture your picture doesn't look as nearly as scary as the Oz horror movie. I guess you're right. Man, you're right. <laughs> I guess you don't might. even have a single old person that does a scary face where their mouth opens too wide. You're right. I, I got to Photoshop that in. <laughs> Man, Andrew, I need you to call me out on these things when I mess up. Um, I wish you had told me this earlier in the front. Because you're right, I... <laughs> The one thing my film does need is an old person with super scary long face. Uh, but the look, Wicked I, movie. You mean movies? Yes, the Wicked I, movie. I still can't. Mm, that That is still my biggest problem. I, I don't is know why they broke it into movies. Why did they break it into two movies? I just don't really get and it. And the, the thing is, Stephen Schwartz, the composer, said he's only written one new song for this project. For both movies. So we have one new song and we're splitting it into another movie? Yeah. Hmm. Um, le- the In June 2022, Stephen Schwartz said, confirmed that a new song will be written for one of the two films. <laughs> I would lo- like to know how much more story can you add if we're only adding one song? Because the song should be propelling us through the narrative. I, I don't even know. I don't know what they're adding. I don't know what, what more narrative elements they're going to be adding that would need a song. Yeah, but here's what they said in June 2022, um, shortly after it was announced. Um, we found it very difficult to get past Defying Gravity without a break. That song is written specifically to bring the curtain down, and whatever seemed to follow it without a break just seemed hugely anticlimactic. Even as a very long single movie, it required us cutting and omitting things we wanted to include, and we think that fans of the show would really appreciate it. What we 
we have discussed is that the changes needed to be additive, to use producer Mark Platt's term. They need to add something to the story or the characters. They can't just be changes to something different, to do something different. I feel confident that by the time the movie is made, if we all continue to have the same degree of input, I could have a conversation with anyone who has a question about any of the changes made for the stage show and justify why it's better for the movie. I feel like this is such marketing BS. It really is. Oh, we can't get past the act one closer, even if the movie was really long. Like, come on. Like, like there hasn't been a shit ton of movie musicals that have done the act one closer and not needed a literal break to get past. Come on. I will say the Les Mis movie is probably one of the better versions of it. One Day More cuts right into, like, the biggest funeral, like, sequence I've ever seen when do you hear the people sing. So they one-upped it and used it to propel action. Um, as far as I, I, if I'm throwing any compliments to the other universal produced musical that I don't think was very good, blame is, um, yeah, that did that well. Yeah. Well, is there any more news on, on, in the land of Oz or is our Oz news segment complete? I think our Oz news segment is complete, but what do you think? Is this raising your hopes, lowering your hopes? I think my hopes are firmly in the same spot they were before, um, Maybe a little bit higher with the uh, the drone footage that we saw, um, but not not a ton. I, I really need to be sold on this two movie two movie concept, and I, I just no one has done that for me yet. But think of the content it'll lead for us, Andrew. We'll have True. two we, wicked episodes. We get two episodes, um, and we can do like more breakdowns and more theories. And I can claim Sean M. Shoe was trading fucking MGM stuff by selling himself to Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> pledge before the monster mash and pledge allegiance to the graveyard smash <laughs> and you know what i i am excited for this oz horror film as well i think that looks cool you know what maybe we'll do a bonus episode on that when that finally comes out why the fuck not yeah, you know it's what our we, show we cover all sorts of oz shit yeah oz i think in and of itself is tangentially related ah uh to theater and musicals all right well thanks for listening everybody yeah what do you think about the wicked movie leave us a comment on our web zone comment on our web zone and let us know what you think of do you oz, think of my conspiracy the theory is accurate oh yeah oz the great and powerful best sam raimi film since the quick and the dead you let us know it's weird that we're <laughs> also doing this the same like weekend that uh, Evil Dead movie comes out. That Evil Dead movie does not look good to me. No, it looks I great. Know. I'm I literally I think I'm gonna see it tonight because I love fucking Evil Dead movies. Are like my. my you think my... it looks that good? I, I don't think know. It looks really fun. The gore looks like digital. Like I don't know. Have you? What do you think of the 2013 one? I don't think I watched that. Oh, it's good though. Is it really? Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. I they look like you. those. They look like those type of movies that wouldn't be that good. No, there has not been a bad Evil Dead movie, in my opinion. Okay. All right, we'll see you next time about Wicked and maybe Evil Dead. Fuck it. It's my show. I'll talk about whatever I want. Talk about whatever the fuck we want. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Content. Jesus Christ. Stop asking us to talk about musicals all the time. Stop asking us to talk about newsies. (laughs) That's next week. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. (laughs) We're doing something else fun next week for the next month. Bye. Bye. Hey 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 